Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Leviticus 1 through 4. Welcome to the world of Leviticus. Now, let me just be right up front. These next two books we're going to read, Leviticus and Numbers, they've got a bad rap. These get talked about like they're the most difficult parts to read through. This is where reading through the Bible plans go to die. And I think a lot of that is unfair. And if we step back and we look at why is this here, what's going on here, we will see incredible things. Now, yes, some of the challenge, particularly with some of the things we'll see even today in Leviticus, is it's things that don't feel maybe practically relevant right off of the bat, because what we're talking about sacrifices, something that feels arcane and antiquated to us. But I hope you will start to see it is relevant for us because of what it points to. So today we're going to get into the book of Leviticus. Now, what in the world is Leviticus? If you haven't read the Bible before, you've never said that word in your life. So what is going on with this book? Well, this book is about, most specifically, the Levites. So that's why it is Leviticus. Now, who are the Levites? Well, that is going to be the tribe in Israel that is set apart uh, kind of for priestly work. The Levites were the priests. So this book is really going to be focused on the priests and priestly matters and, and issues pertaining to the tabernacle and other things that the priests would do. And if we think through that, we need to also think through the context of this book. So Genesis happens all over from the Garden of Eden through Abraham coming into the promised land, eventually uh, Jacob going down to Egypt, Exodus starts in Egypt, they come out of Egypt, they get to Mount Sinai. Now the book of Leviticus is all going to happen there at Mount Sinai, and then in Numbers, uh, we're going to see him organize and move on. So this book really revolves around Mount Sinai, and what has just happened at the end of Exodus The tabernacle has now been constructed. So now we're going to see some ongoing conversations about with the Levites about what they're supposed to do. And so that brings us to really the biggest themes of the book of Ecclesiastes. We've talked about the tabernacle and how this was a tent where the presence of God would rest among his people. And so because of that, one writer in his introduction to Old Testament books, Paul Benware sets up the purpose of Leviticus with these two things. It's to teach the nation of Israel the way to God. In other words, how do you approach God? And then to teach them how to walk with God. So if you think about the tabernacle, really the presence of God is, is most centered in that inner room of the tabernacle, the most holy place. You've got this tent, you go into the first room, the holy place, there you've got a table with bread, you've got an altar for incense, you've got this lampstand, but then there is a curtain, and behind the curtain, 
is the Ark of the Covenant. And on top of the Ark of the Covenant, there's what's called the the mercy seat. And that's where the, the presence of God rests. So how are the people supposed to approach God? I mean, literally, how how should they approach the tabernacle and entering the tabernacle? We're going to see a lot about that in this book. And then we will also see, well, how are they how do they walk with God? God is living among them. Well, what is he expecting from them? And so those are some questions we will be looking at in this book. And one theme that we will see then go along with that, one way to answer those questions, how do I approach God? How do I walk with God? Is, well, you need holiness. You need to be set apart. You, you need to be consecrated to approach God. And you need to be consecrated to, to walk with God. Well, what is that going to look like? And the first two days of our reading are really going to center around the, the sacrifices. We're going to look at chapters 1 through 4 today and 5 through 7 tomorrow. And that's one way to start answering that first question. How do we approach God? Well, we need a sacrifice to approach God. Even if you think about how the tabernacle's constructed, you enter the uh, kind of the courtyard. They, They set up kind of a perimeter and a barrier around the whole area. So you enter the courtyard and then in the courtyard, there's this altar for burnt offerings. And so that is, as you come in, that's what you are going to then use to approach God, and you need to bring a sacrifice with you. And what we're going to see in the first several chapters, we're going to see several different kinds of sacrifices. And this is going to help us understand, well, what do we need to uh, approach God? So let's look at chapters one through four and think about that. What do we need to approach God? And we'll see that through some of the different sacrifices. The first kind of sacrifice that we see is a burnt offering. Uh, And what you see in chapter one is it kind of goes through. We get the idea from other parts of scripture, bring what you can afford. I mean, it starts with you bring something from the herd. And so you lay your hand, this would have been more of like a bowl or, or something like that. But then uh, you could bring it from the flock. That'd be a less expensive option. And finally, there, there's birds that you can offer. But you see a key part of this burnt offering in verse four, which says, he shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. So one thing you need to approach God is atonement. And now if we start to think, okay, then always now, you do not need to offer a animal sacrifice to atone for your sins. If we keep reading the Bible, the message gets really clear. Christ is our sacrifice. And even these sacrifices, they are pointing forward to Jesus Christ, who when he is sacrificed, the veil of the temple is torn. The the way to God is open through his sacrifice, which is a sacrifice that doesn't need to be repeated, he made atonement for us once and for all. So we need atonement. And so you look at some of the details of the burnt offering, but don't miss the point. You need atonement if you're going to approach God. And where are you going to find that atonement? You're only going to find it through Jesus Christ. So there, let that even be a lesson to you. If you think, and maybe some of you listening to this podcast, maybe you're tempted to think this, well, if I go to church, if I read my Bible, if I pray, if I make sure I don't do any of the big things, then I will be good with God. Wrong. You need a sacrifice because you are a sinner. 
your sins need to be atoned for. Uh, The only option for you is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Then we also see grain offerings in uh, chapter 2. And as we think through these, even some of the things we'll see later, it seems that some of these may have been more of an offering of thanksgiving. This was not an animal sacrifice. If you read, it's it's food that is being offered. So it could be, we see the idea of maybe a vow to the Lord. You're making a vow to the Lord. You're, you're bringing a sacrifice of thanksgiving uh, to the Lord. And that's another thing I think we should think through with sacrifices and how should we approach God. We should approach God with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Uh, the, the Psalms will say, as you approach God, you should approach God with thanksgiving in your heart. There's another application of that. I think we'll talk more about tomorrow in our reading, but think through that for a moment. Do you approach God with thanksgiving? Do you approach God with gratitude for all that he has done for you? And just think, of all the physical ways God has blessed you? Do you have food? Do you have a home? Do you have clothes? Do you have what you need? Praise God. Do you have your spiritual needs met through atonement in Christ? Praise God. Approach God with thanksgiving. Another thing that you need is not just atonement, but you also need reconciliation with God. Or as chapter three might put it, you need peace. We Here we see a peace offering. And again, we see here, this is an animal sacrifice and even blood is thrown against the sides of the altar. You need peace with God and God has made a way for you to have peace with him. Just consider the words of Romans chapter five and verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes on to say this, which applies to the bigger concept we're thinking about today. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It is faith in what Christ has done for us that gets us access. You don't now approach God with a bloody animal. You approach God by faith. Because later in that chapter, in Romans 5, it talks about what Christ has done for us. Verse 6, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his own, his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So we are justified by his blood, not the blood of some animal, but the blood of Christ. Chapter four, we'll kind of circle back to this. We get into to sin offerings and we get back into ideas really of atonement and the idea of propitiation. We see the elders even, if the whole congregation sins, and that's what we get into here. If there's uh, more, the burnt offering seems to be more general here. There seems to be some specific thing, uh, whether in the word unintentional comes up when someone realizes, oh no, I have done something that I wasn't supposed to do. 
they make a sacrifice or even the whole congregation, if the whole nation sins, well, then the, the leaders come and they lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord and the bull shall be killed before the Lord. And so even that act of laying their hands, and that's something that you see come up when a leader sins, even with individuals, when they lay their hands on the head, right? It's this idea of this animal is taking my sin. And that again is a picture of Christ. He has taken our sin. So I guess there's there's two main things to leave here thinking about today. One is maybe more a reason to worship and another is something to apply. But as you worship God today, worship God for the sacrifice of Christ that enables you to approach God. And if you have not put your faith in Christ, do that today. Because if your faith is not in Christ, if you have not been cleansed by the blood of Christ, if you have not, I guess, could say almost laid your hand on the sacrifice say yes i am a sinner i need this forgiveness then you can't approach god so turn from your sin put your faith in the sacrifice of christ and all that christ is for you so that you can approach god and worship god for how he has made a way for you but then another thought just from that peace or not the peace offering the grain offering think of that picture of thanksgiving bringing to god being thankful for what he has provided for you. Be be thankful today. Approach God with thanksgiving today as well. You see, Leviticus, it's got a bad rap. Let's keep digging in together. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.